Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And to the left of me is my man. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eddie Meeks. Good evening to you all. Cappuccino me. We welcome you to another interview session on Southern Vanguard Radio. <laughs> I think my uh I think my uh my, my key sweat murder music uh a <laughs> uh, little uh segue uh last week has influenced you Meeks mm. a good bit. We're I'll Dick, tell you what, we, that we, was we're a, Dick that was Clark great, American bandstand all the way here. That was a great moment in time. <laughs> it was. How are you my man? I'm good, man. You good? Uh I'm good. You know, right. just another day in dad paradise. I know it. <laughs> I know it. Sunday morning up in Adam. You got it. Breakfast popping. You got it. I got you. Uh, I was just telling, we have, a, we have a, a friend of Southern Vanguard in the studio with us, uh, you know, hanging out tonight. And we were talking earlier, my man Eric, about how I actually got to take a nap on Saturday. Not only did I take a nap on Saturday, I took a three-hour nap. And my wife, Natalie, didn't even give me any shit about it. I think you're starting to find your way, man. <laughs> I really do. Like, the move was massive, and I think now you like, hitting your stride. I found my way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to hear stuff like that, man. I'm so happy for you. Oh, man. You know, but I still felt bad. I woke up and thought about all the shit that I could have been doing, but that's all right. Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. What about you, man? Did you um, take a three-hour nap? Man, I, I, I slept in good. I've been eating pretty good here lately, so I, I won't right. complain, brother. You got uh, you I got, won't you complain. Got, you got the crib uh buttoned up for uh the supposed tropical storm that's getting yeah, ready to I'm, move I'm through. I'm just here. waiting on the bitch to show up. You know, she <laughs> says she coming, you know, I you know, I feel like I know her, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just waiting on her to show up, man. All right. Well, we'll see. By the she's looking mean out there in she Florida. Is, she is looking mean, but you know what's funny? By the time this interview drops, it, it was it, it's gonna it would have come and gone. But this ATL shouted. We we ain't trying to hear none of that shit she talking about, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> All right, we'll see. All, All right. right. So uh, before we get down Contract. to business, <laughs> before we get down to business, uh, yeah. this is the first time you're listening uh, to the two gentlemen that we have on the phone with us tonight. This is Southern Vanguard Radio. We it drop is. twice a week. Twice yes. a week, Meeks. Twice a week, Doe. Smithsonian Grade. Smithsonian Grade, all yes. day. Yes. Uh, Tuesdays is a mix show. So latest and greatest hip-hop, cut up and spliced up as it should. Uh, wonderful, lively commentary from uh, from myself and Mr. Meeks. Delightful. Delightful. Delightful yes. commentary. Yes. And then on delightful. Thursday, we have a, uh, an interview session with it could be uh you know an MC a DJ A&R behind the scenes person someone more than likely related to this wonderful world of hip hop and rap so yeah if you haven't subscribed yet please just take a few seconds and subscribe on or follow or whatever you got to do on SoundCloud, iTunes podcast. Actually, I've heard officially it's not iTunes podcast anymore. Mm. It's Apple podcast. Okay. So Apple podcast. We'll implement uh, that accordingly. Stitcher Radio. Note it. And uh, what else did I miss? Mixcloud. Mixcloud, yes. And we have some affiliates too, right? Yes, Soul Public Radio on the West Coast. uh, Return of the Boom Bap, WRBB here in Atlanta. I am ClassicRawRadio.net here in Atlanta and ATLHipHop.com. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to cut straight to it. Man. I, I have to say, we have to set one rule before we start this interview. Okay. This is new. 
This is one rule that we have to start. The two gentlemen that we have on the phone with us tonight are from the Boston area. <laughs> okay? And what that means is, is I better not hear one fucking word about Man, the Super Bowl I'm in gonna this tell interview. I'm going to y'all right now, talk that <laughs> shit. Talk that shit. It was uh, 28 to 3. <laughs> Please speak. Let's talk on that at the beginning. Fuck the Falcons. We don't, yeah, don't want to hit. <laughs> All right, without any further ado, Mr. Liff, an acrobatic from the perceptionist. Yo, man, I can't believe What's you up, was y'all? about to put put the. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you were about to hog tie guests like that, man. How rude. <laughs> ah, what's up, fellas? Man, do, doing well, man. Doing well. You brought back a real, real sweet memory right there. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. so. absolutely, absolutely, man. They, they actually. I was watching a rerun of Saturday Night Live, and they was they was going in about the Super Bowl that last one too on that <laughs> last <laughs> night. So, you know, <laughs> man, I laughed. I laughed my that, ass off that them, day. That we won. Uh, that yeah. was that was well, that was straight comedy for me that day. I of course I live here in Atlanta, but I have no faith in any Atlanta sports team whatsoever. <laughs> None. Uh, not, the Haw- not the Hawks, not the Braves, not the Falcons. I knew they were gonna lose that fuck. I called it. If I had had some money, I'd be rich right now. <laughs> That's a rough one. I mean, you know, but but you know, conversely, you know, at that we've seen we've seen some tough times. I mean, we've oh, been riding that with yeah. Patriots since you know back when they would you know win three games in a season, or yeah. you know we you know we've seen them lose some Super Bowls. I mean, you know the you know I don't want to I want to talk about those, <laughs> but uh, you know, so I, I will say this: the advice that I can give to the people in the Atlanta area is that you know the only way you wipe away something like that, you got to go out and win one. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's just. You know, there's no, there's no better prescription than that. You, you just got to go win one. You got to go get it. Everyone can look at the one that you lost a little bit differently from yeah. that point on. No got to go get one. That's real. So uh, so yeah. while we're kind of on that topic, guys, uh, all kidding aside, you guys recently did uh, something for the Patriots for, for opening night or something like that. Didn't, didn't you record something for a, like a track for one of the radio stations up there? Yeah. Or? Yeah, we we've been uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff for the Patriots over the years, and like yeah, I was about so to say, this I remember year, act doing uh, something like our, that before. Our homie, uh, yeah, our homie um, Michael Howie, he's at a radio station here in in, in Boston, WEEI. He's always wanted to do something with us, so they they had us do like a, a little kickoff, uh, you know, kickoff promo joint to get everybody hyped up. It, it, it didn't seem like uh, that mattered much though to the Chiefs. They, they came in and <laughs> oh, yeah. they, they must not have heard heard it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. The Chiefs ain't here. Shit, they they just they came in with a good game plan and executed is what they did. Yeah, exactly. man, that second half that was crazy. That's what's up. Yeah, I would have to say if anything, our, our song got them fired up. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. that, that wasn't the purpose. Of it. I know that's it nah, purpose, no doubt. Yeah. That's cool. How, how how'd you guys get? Uh, or how long have you guys been doing that? Well, three or four years now, or is that like kind of in a row? Or well, now nah, we we started uh, like way back around the time when we did our first album together. Like you know, back when in, during the first dynasty. Oh you know really? And we yeah yeah we 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 <laughs> we we dropped we dropped a joint called the Razor. 
produced by our homie Willie Evans Jr., who also produced uh, track one on the new album. Shouts um, out to Willie Evans. Album, that track early early morning. Um, but he, he produced a track for us um, it called The Razor. And that actually, I want to say that came out in between the back-to-back championships. Is that right, Liz? It, yeah, it was yeah around absolutely. That, yeah, it was around we, that time. Yeah, we recorded it after the 2003 season. It was, it was I mean, to be even more specific, it was after the Pats picked up Corey Dillon, and we just knew at that point uh, they are about to repeat. So yeah, we, yeah. So we wrote this joint, you know, just like predicting the repeat. And um, there's a video for it on, on YouTube, actually. Oh wow! Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll go as far as to say, and um, Mr. Bob Kraft came to my album release party that year. What? When I put out my first solo, solo album, yeah, he came to my album release party. <laughs> he he had they, there was there was a write up in the in the newspaper about me and my and my album release party. He came to the to the show with with his wife, God rest her soul. You know what I'm saying? And like came up on stage with the mic, spoke to the crowd, let the crowd know that, that he had read about me in the paper and that I had on the the, rep, the replica Antoine Smith jersey, and he wanted to hit me with the real one, the number 32, but actually had my name stitched on the back. We, You know, it was it was crazy. Like, That's he wild. actually came out before the show started That's and wild. did that for me, man. It's, like, really amazing. That's why. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, just, that's yep. dope. That's Hell dope. Yeah. Now, Liv, you, you out on the West Coast now? No, no, no. I'm back in Boston, okay. man. I've been back in Boston probably. I want to say uh, just shy of a year. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I've been back here now, and it's it's feeling right. You know, I was, you know, I I do love the West Coast, but um, but you know, is you know, it's it's definitely a time in my life to be back here in Boston. Got you. Yeah, right, beautiful. That's mm-hmm. what's up. So so, fellas, uh, I guess you know, keep bring us up to date with what's going on with the album. It's it's uh it's been out. We've been playing some joints. You guys are just, I mean, you guys, it's just a slaughterhouse right now. You got three videos out. Um, like You guys are getting ready to go on tour, I believe, in, in just a couple of days, right? So just br- bring us up to where yep. you guys are at right now with the new record, and maybe we can get into, you know, get into hearing about how this thing, you know, came together after 12 years of, of uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it is like, as I'm hearing you say that, man, I'm like, yeah, we, I guess we have, you know, we've been on the grind, man. And, and, and it does feel good. You know, it's like, yeah, there's three videos out now. And it's, it's just, it's wild for me to even just hear you say that. Cause you know, it, I mean, hose down was, was our first video that we ever did. Like, like, like as long as Ak and I have known each other, as long as we've been making music together, we've never mm-hmm. had a music video, which is just so crazy to think of that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Ak, you agree with that? I, I agree with that 100%. It's wild. I mean, we we uh, started to do one for the first album, but the weather conditions and some other things just kind of caused the whole thing to not to not really, you know, be seen all the way through. So when we actually got a chance to do an actual, you know, visual presentation for one of our tracks together, it just it was dope, man. Like to just have that opportunity. And yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, like we knew each other, we had known each other for so long up to that point to actually be like, yo, this is the first time we've done a video together. It was kind of weird. Like I, yeah. I can't believe we hadn't we hadn't jumped that hurdle yet. But hmm. you know, now we got three that are out. You know, with, with more to come. So oh. it, you know, it's a good good place. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and our our attitude right now in terms of like where we're at with the record, man. We just we just 
we're just looking at it like we're just going to keep working the album, man, you know, and just uh, just, just doing our diligence, you know, creating, you know, new visuals for it, uh, you know, trying to always just refine and tighten up the stage show and just have fun up there on stage and everything connected with the people. I mean, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most right now is like, yeah, we're going to, we're heading out here uh, to the West Coast and we're going to, uh, get a chance, you know, night in, night out to, to, to just build with people that, that support us, you know, in, in various markets. Um, you know, because we spent a lot of time in the studio, you know, a, a lot of time in the studio working on the record and then a lot of time in front of the cameras working on the videos. And to me now, this is this is the element that I'm thirsty for personally is like, okay, like live action on stage and then and getting to connect and really build with the people that have had a chance to spend some time with the record, listening to it, hopefully knowing the words and all that and get to have that experience, you know, and, tra and travel across, um, you know, across, you know, parts of the country, you know, with Ack and just have some fun out there. And the tour All starts, uh, right there. the tour starts this week, right? Yeah. This, what, Wednesday, right, Ack? The 13th? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday, we're starting in up in, uh, we're going to be in Montana, actually, yeah. um, for a couple of days, and then we in Idaho and a few spots in uh, Nevada, California, Salt Lake City, yeah. um, Phoenix, mm -hmm. Arizona, you know. So, so yeah, we, we're hitting a nice, a nice uh, diverse group of locales. I'm looking forward to seeing all the different spots out there. And I haven't been to, to Cali in over a year, so I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy, man. And then, you know, we're going to set up and get ready to go to Europe um, in November. So, okay. you yeah. know, the once I think once the grind starts to to this part of it, which I agree with Lyft, is just like like the most fun part, which is just being out in the world and connecting with the people. Because you know, you do the music in the studio, you do the video. It's one thing. It's like you know, you never know where people are at that are checking you out. But when you go to them and you bring the show to them, and that, and you get to see the looks on their faces when you drop that jam that they've been waiting to hear live right for them, right there in that moment. Like that's that's really what it's all about. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that, and hopefully there's there's no limits how far we'll take it. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah. What joint are you and guys? And I also want to. Sorry. Well, go ahead. One, go. one more thing before but before we switch off the tour topic, I just want to also say like you know for the first five shows of this tour, we're actually going to be rocking with Zion I. You know, like um, oh, yeah, sure. you know, so that's going to be fun so. too. Is to, to you know connect with Zumbi and, and be out there. You know, uh, rocking shows with him because you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, we're just looking forward to it. That's dope. That's real dope. So, uh, so what, mm -hmm. what, uh, what joint are you guys looking forward to the most performing off the new record? Yeah. <laughs> which, 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 which one's yours? That. Yo, man, it, it's it's funny, man. I really tend to catch a vibe from the crowd, and like depending on what the crowd is like on a particular night, I get a feel for like which song I'm looking forward to doing the most, but. Like if I if I had to like grab one off off the new album that I really look forward to performing, it, it's it's got to be um let me find out man oh, for some reason nice. that one okay <laughs> for for some reason man that one just gets me hyped man like I'm I'm yeah. ready to go as soon as I hear them them pianos come in man I just feel like you know I'm turning into Jason Voorhees right there let's go <laughs> yep yep yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the psycho joint right there, you know. Uh, if I have to throw another one out, I would say, you know, maybe grab hold. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I, yeah. I, love, I love how it's been so far, you know, with, with, when we perform that song, man. It's just like, it's almost like this this little jewel that's on the album that I, I was personally sleeping on in my own way. And, and, and like, 
I don't know, man. Now that we've been performing it live, I'm just like, man, that's like one of my favorite joints right there, too. You know, that's, okay. a, that's a Peyton, that's a Peyton Lock joint, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah definitely, yeah, man. Yeah, words. Yeah. Shout out to Peyton. Yeah, Peyton's mm-hmm. a homie. I, I, I've uh, I've been in uh, I've been in in, uh, in the trenches with Peyton on some digging shit down here down south. Uh, yep, yep. On some little yeah. adventures here and there. So. Stores, no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt, man. Yo. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton is one of the few people, like one of my few friends in life that I have that I've known for longer than I've known Liz, man. I go I go back to 12 years old with Peyton, man. That's oh, my that's dude right up. there. Yeah. It's a long time, for yeah, sure. Word. Yo, yeah, Liv, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Liv, um, what was it like mm-hmm. holding down recording and mixing duties on this album? That was, I mean, how, how little sleep are we talking about here? <laughs> I would tell you, man, you know, uh, you know, it, there, there wasn't much sleeping going on. There really wasn't. I mean, there, there was a point, um, you know, I, I, yeah, there was a point where I was probably sleeping for like hour and a half intervals. Uh, mm. You know, like I'd, I'd sleep for like an hour and a half, be awake for four or five hours, sleep for another hour and a half. If I was lucky, I could get two hours in, okay. and then I'd be right back at it, man. Um, you know, it was, and, and just the whole way that those, that those, uh, like recording and specifically the mixing duties evolved was really interesting to me because I came into it completely prepared to record all of our vocals, you know, like, uh, I, you know, I really have a passion for doing that. I really have a passion for all things audio, it seems lately, but, uh, okay. but you know, the, the way that it, it came to be that I ended up being the chief mix engineer was just, it was like literally every engineer that I would trust to, work on this record or that Ak and I would trust to like mix a record for us, they all were swamped doing other things. Huh. And like, mm-hmm. believe me, I tried to pass these responsibilities off on people several times. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, call, call in the cat be like, Oh, okay. You're busy. Then like hit him up five days later. Like, yo, uh, did your schedule clear up and cats be like, no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and I think that that one thing that really helped give me a vote of confidence to, to, to really follow through and really do the record was, you know, I think there was some point, Ack, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but I think Ack was just like, yo, man, he's like, I, I like how the rough mixes are sounding. He's like, you should just mix mix some of these, you know, mix the record, you know? Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and, yeah. and I think once I heard that, once I felt like I had his confidence behind me, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best at this and I'm going to send Ack the mixes and see what he thinks. And as soon as he says that it's done, it's done. You know, so we kind of approached it like that. It was a teamwork thing oh. um, in terms of like him and yeah. that confidence in me, you know. It, it's been something that's been building up for years too, man. Like I, I've kind of watched him develop that part of his artistry, you know, just gradually over the years. Like I remember Lyft being the first rapper that I ever saw using in-ear monitors on stage. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, mm. I'm saying to myself, when I saw that, I'm saying to myself, okay, this this dude is like, he's hearing things differently that I'm hearing them definitely and probably differently than most MCs are hearing it, you know, when they're listening to their show. Like to this day, I still don't know what it sounds like to rock a show and be listening to in-ear monitors. I've never even done that. So when I first saw that, I kind of felt like, okay, he's probably on a path to something that's, you know, on some like super high technology shit. 
because that's just always the lip I've known anyway, man. He's always been into like the sci-fi and, you know, just taking things to another level technically and technologically. So when he first started talking about like all these mics he had and all these preamps and how he's going to take my voice and put it through this filter and bring it out of this compressor and put it through this preamp, I'm like, word up, it's going to sound dope too. Let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, yeah I've right. trusted him for a while with that. Dope. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, Liff, I, I, I can't, uh, I can't say that I knew that you were kind of like a gearhead. I, you know, I, I went to look at your Instagram over the weekend. You know, as we were pulling together the prep topics for this thing, and I see all these mm-hmm. custom, all, you popping all this shit about your custom mics and all that. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I, I don't know where I missed this about, you know, uh, you know, I guess, you know, as Ax said, your skill set. I mean, wh- where did that, where did that develop? Did it just develop out of necessity, or did you? Was that like how did that happen? Cause Liff, you you've done I, that I, you've done projects like that before, right? Your own I, I seem well, to remember. Right, right, right. No, no, I I I have had a heavy hand in the recording process mm-hmm. uh for for a few years, but but I'll tell you really how this all started. It started uh maybe toward the end of twenty twelve me trying to pass at a demo of a song, you know, because I mean, we've been throwing around the idea of doing another perceptionist record for a minute. So it's like, you know, I, I'm at my crib and I'm trying to, you know, cut a demo and send it to at. Now I will never forget this. At gets back to me and he's like, yeah, bro. He's like, he's like, he's like, I couldn't like fully make out what you were saying. You know what I'm saying? But, and this is because the recording is so bad. You know what I'm at this point, he's like, he's like, I couldn't fully make out what you're saying, but I could get the gist of, of, of where you were going with it. And I don't even know what else we talked about in that conversation. Uh, but, but, but I'll tell you, when he said that, I was like, I was like, enough is enough. I was like, I was like, I'm, uh, I was like, I was like, I'm upgrading everything about my recording setup, absolutely everything. And then that basically started what has now turned into like a four, four and a half year, like care, like a mission to, uh, to like to know what damn near every mic sounds like running through damn near every preamp damn you know through damn near every compressor and you know and 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 various combinations of those and making sure that you know no matter what at the end of the day I want to be either the most knowledgeable person on earth or one of the most knowledgeable persons people <laughs> on earth about about how to make acrobatic voice sound like vintage acrobatic and how to make my voice sound like vintage me so that uh-huh. that's what I've been specializing in you know um Huh. But yeah, it all started from that conversation with Act Man, and, and then it's it's kind of grown into what it is now. Yeah. Right yeah. up, that's that tough love, that tough love work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't hold back, no yes men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's how we keep it. We you know no 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 we don't yes each other. You know we yeah. just we tell it like it is. Definitely. That's good for the record. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, w- one question I have for you guys about the record that I didn't realize until I was actually looking at it right now, <laughs> and I was listening to it, you know, uh, over the weekend as well, and I didn't realize, and this is not a bad thing in my opinion, this is a great thing. I wish people would take this approach more often, actually, because I think the record, if they have the if they have the sound of the record down, then it doesn't seem like um, it's it's a quote unquote short record, but like I'm looking at the runtime on this thing. This record's only thirty six minutes long. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So right. was that was that a conscious uh, was that a conscious decision or, or like how did that work out? Yo, a conversation that I remember 
was talking with Liv in the lab about that and just feeling like, look, we said what we wanted to say on the record and we have all the songs that we think fit in the soundscape of the record. And and one thing I remember saying to Liv is that what's going to be dope is if people have this record, they listen to it and they don't even realize how long it is right. or how short it is. Like it, it just stands out as a piece of art, you know, a body of work. And this is actually the first time that anybody's brought it up to me. You know what I mean? Like how, how long the record is like, and, and I think Liv will probably agree with this. Like some of our favorite records are, are short and concise. You know what I mean? You don't have to come oh, out yeah. here and rap at people for an hour to get your point across. Um, so I, I don't know if I can say that the length of the record itself was a conscious decision more so than we just wanted to make the project what it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? We, we right. wanted to say what we wanted to say on, on a certain amount of topics. And once we felt like we were there, we didn't feel like we needed to, that we need to make any more records. For right. It. right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, most obvious. I 100% right on that. Yeah. Yeah. The most obvious, uh, I guess, example of that that I can think of off the top of my head is Illmatic, right? I mean, Illmatic's like, what, 40 some odd minutes long, something like that, I believe. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't 39, know. 40. Yeah, I was going to say 39 maximum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and that, that record, you know, it's kind of the same feel, man. It, it was, uh, I was really surprised just now when I was looking at the runtime. I was like, wow, this record's really, you know, concise and to the point. And you guys had the sound down and, he knocked it out in 36 minutes. So that's, that's Word not, that's not, well, we it's not easy to pull any off. kind of comparison like that, yeah. obviously, man. Yeah. I, I, I would just say one thing, too, about the record that is really important to me and makes me feel like it's one of my favorite projects, if not my favorite one I've been involved in, is that when we had our album release party a couple of weeks ago up here in Boston, you know, part of the show was we played the album from beginning to end every song. And the crowd seemed to really enjoy that we did that. And, you know, I feel like, you know, not every album did. I mean, not every album I have would I have had the the courage and confidence to go out and do that. You know what I mean? But with this one, it just felt like we could do it and even like we needed to do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the sequence of the songs just actually, yeah, it it, it makes for, yeah, I mean, at least, uh, yeah, that night it went over as a very enjoyable live show for us to perform every song, just track by track in order, you know. Um, But, you know, I also feel like it's just one of those things where even though it wasn't like a premeditated thing to have it be a certain length, it just, it it, it matches the... uh, the atten- the current attention span that people seem to have. I think right. yeah, I think that that might play to our, our advantage a little bit, you know, to have a record that's a little short. So it's just one of those things that we didn't calculate, but I think it's it's. I'm happy that it is that yeah. it is the way it is. You know. Hey, speaking Put of uh, resolution, man, you don't want a resolution to be long winded. You want to be right, right to the point. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. about to say, speaking no speaking of attention spans, what what is what's what's some of your subject matter uh, on this on this huh. project? Because there's so much to talk about and and write rhymes about and, 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 you know, spit about these days. But, but you do mm-hmm. bring up a great um, point there talking about attention spans today and, and with everything going on, like what, what's some of your subject matter? Mm-hmm. You want me to set it off after you want to set it? I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. I, I mean, for, for me, like, it's like, man, I think for me, some of the most important records on this album uh, are just they're, they're the cathartic records. You know, like 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 you know, if you take a look at like 
songs like Grab Hold and A Different Light and the title track Resolution. Um, I enjoyed making all of the songs on this album, but those records right there were records that actually saved me. Mm. You know, like like A Different Light is a song that like, you know, I was out in, I was out in you know, uh, Portland, Oregon. I was, you know, I had a crib out there for a part of last year and uh, I ended up, you know, building with this producer named Theory Hazard. And um, okay. I would go over to Theory's crib and he was always cooking something up as far as beats, you know, and, and man, he played, he played that man. And it just, as soon as I heard that track, I was like, yo, I, I have to have that one. But then, um, you know, I just never forget, like just going back to my apartment, man. And like, just something about the, 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 the tonality, the textures of that instrumental, just, it brought to a head a lot of the, the, the pain and, and kind of like struggling I had been going through, um, you know, recently and, 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 and yeah, and, and writing that verse, uh, it just kind of, it's one of those things that helped me get through that night. You know what I mean? So mm. all, all of the songs on the album are valuable to me. Uh, you know, they were all are, were great experiences in writing and recording and editing and, you know, having conversations with Ak about what we wanted them to be and what we wanted them to accomplish. But, you know, I think that that little patch of songs there toward the end of the record, um, you know, and also the form that they created for Act, man. Like, you know, Act's verse on A Different Light is just, I mean, I, that might be my favorite verse of his on the album, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just feel like those those records right there, um, they just, they, they allowed me to get some things off my chest and to, and, and really to, you know, the goal is always to just survive and get through the night. And those songs definitely helped me do mm-hmm. that, That's you know? Dope. What about you, Act? Word. Um, well, I mean, that was really well said. I, you know, I, I just think that, the uh, the music business and the music industry itself is just you know it's it's got a lot of lot of uh, variables to it, and I think that for a lot of people coming into to the industry and just to the culture of the business and all of that, it, it can be tempting to want to you know just kind of look outside of yourself for image because it's such an image driven scene, you know, almost Mm. to the point where the art itself is a secondary thing to the image of the artist, you know, like what, what are people looking at when you come out and start doing whatever it is you do? Do you, you know, does that appeal to them? Does the way that you act appeal to them? Like all that stuff is, is stuff that people seem to have to really take into account. All I've ever really wanted out of my music is to kind of just, give people some inspiration where it's like you don't have to you don't have to imagine yourself too much out of your own regular existence in order to relate to what I'm saying to you. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just a person, you know what I mean? I'm I'm just a guy. Like I even in outside of working on music and performing, I you know, I'm I'm a teacher at a school. So like yeah. that's just that's just kind of who I've always been, man. Just uh just someone who just tries to stay grounded and, and just and just be that because I've seen so many people, you know, just be so focused on on like me and Luke were talking the other day about this particular artist who had like seventy million dollars and now he has nothing. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like that's Dang. a hard fall to take. But yeah, that's a tough one, right if, there. If come, I mean, God damn. Yeah, it is, man. But 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 like if you <laughs> if you were you know kind of on the humble from day one. Then you can have a fall that's kind of like the one that I had, 
and you're going to be surrounded by love because there's going to be nobody who was waiting for your downfall. You always hear people talking about their haters and how people are praying for their downfall. I think a lot of that people bring upon themselves because they think that their success is something that somebody else should resent. So for me, I'm just like, yo, I and the people that I'm around and the people that I roll with, you're going to see people that are true to themselves that, you know, if something bad is to happen, you're going to see those people rally around each other. You're going to see those people get each other's backs. And that's really what the music was about. And this album really kind of gave me a forum to express that, not only because that's where I'm at in my life now, but also because, like, that's where Lyft is at. When you talk about a different light, like, the first time Lyft sent me that record, I was in the studio working on something else, and I literally, like, shut down on what I was doing and just listened to that, like, ten times back to back. And that was the end of my session that night because I was crazy. just like, yo, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So yeah. so the conversations that, that Lyft and I have, they, you know, they manifest into, into songs all the time, and I'm just glad that we're back to making records again. You know, we, we sit there and talk about, like, technology you know that's how a song like let, let me find out comes about like if if either one of us is having like you know a relationship issue it's just like we're best friends we've known each other for over 20 years of course i'm going to go to my dude first he knows me better than anybody you know what right. i mean and he's not going to judge me he's just going to listen to what i have to say and give right. me his advice on that so like any type of topic that comes up in music you know we talk about what's going on with brothers and sisters on the street being harassed by police and like you know, we just end up putting that together creatively on, on records, man. So, you know, the the subject matter is really always going to be about, you know, what's going on around us from, from our perspective. I mean, that's what Perceptionist is all about. Gotcha. Yeah, no doubt. You guys, uh, break down Hose Down a little bit for me, like how that record came together. Because that man, was a, that was a, that, that yeah. was a different, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the lead off single though, right? Wasn't that the or that the first right, video? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that was the first one, man. And you know, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, the way that this album came together. I mean, I feel like Hose Down and Free at Last were two of the main building blocks. Um, I mean, those were the two. Those were the two first records that you know I actually brought them to a mix engineer. This is before I even kind of really realized that I that I was a mix engineer. You know, I had brought them to another mix engineer to have them mixed and mastered. And I figured like, okay, like these are the, you know, these are, well, actually those were two other songs on the demo that, that even got us, you know, the, the deal with Mellow. Um, You you know, so it's like, those were, those were actually, yeah, in a different light was the third song on the demo. So those were kind of the building blocks, but like, you know, Hold Down for me, that was just one of those, one of those instrumentals. Like I heard it, I just immediately loved it, man. Like I just, I, it just, I don't know, man, just something about it. I, can't, I, st- I still can't really put my finger on it, but it just, there's just an energy to it. Um, you know, there's an energy to, you know, to the hook um, that just for me was infectious, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and like, you know, <laughs> I've, I've had this very, very simple uh, uh, kind of like understanding or template throughout the course of my career, which is like, yo, if I if I throw a beat on and 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 Mom Dukes dances to it, that record's coming out. Like oh, okay. like literally, like you could, you could date. <laughs> you know what I'm saying straight up, dude. Like you could date back to like even like records like Farmhand, like like my earliest stuff that I was putting out. Like like 
you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like all the records I put out, like I, I run by Ma Dukes or whatever, but like, you know, I'm just saying that it, it, in the event that that's the situation and she hears a record and if I see her move to it, I'm like, that record's dropping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. you, you know, it just, it, 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 it uh, that, that instrumental adhered to that policy and it just, it was just a supremely, uh, in, inspirational in, instrumental, uh, for me also from this standpoint, which was that, you know, listening to that hook, I feel like there's a lot of rappers out there that they would have gone ahead and they would have made a song that would, would have been about, you know, okay, so he's saying hose down. I feel like in the video video you would have seen like right. probably some some females being exploited, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like on some wet t-shirt contest shit or like, you know, you would have yeah, been Yeah, maybe, maybe hose would have been spelled differently. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. And then, you know, you'd see some ass cheeks clapping or something like that. And I was just, I think that a, that a big part of the inspiration for, for I, I know, I want to say for Ak and I, but I don't want to speak for you, Ak, but I'm just going to say at least for myself was to be able to turn it on its head and just be like, you know what? Let's flip the script and like make a song that's actually just important. Let's talk about a condition right now that our, that our own people are struggling with, you know, yeah. and the way we, we can't even turn to law enforcement for our own safety because those are the people we're afraid of, you know? Yeah. I tell you what, hose mm-hmm. down is interesting because I mean, for me, like, you know, lis- listening to it at home or even in the headphones is one thing, but man, when that joint is in the car, like that is a that is a completely different uh that is a completely different vibe and scenario and you know I thought the same thing again when I was listening to it over the weekend I'm like this and that's why I asked you guys about like what record you're you're looking forward to or what record you're looking forward to performing on tour because I know that that one has got to go but it's it's such a um it's such a um I guess the um you know the content of the song is it's just so um, perplexing because you you you've got this joint, like you said, it could be that that song could have easily gone one of two ways from a content you know mm-hmm. uh, standpoint, and um and yep. it, it and it didn't thankfully, but damn that thing knocks man. I mean, and the chorus is crazy. Like, <laughs> was the chorus there before you guys wrote to it, or did you write the song and then the chorus came after, or? No, yeah. it, was, it was there. It oh, was the there, hook was man. there. Okay, like, it, it, right. it, the, the the hook inspired what we wrote about, man. Oh, you know, what I mean, okay. I, in fact, I would I would go as far as to say, I mean, I, again, I can't speak for Liv, just like he said about me, but like I feel like maybe we might not have chosen that beat if that hook wasn't on there, because right. you know it 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 could have gone it could have gone either way for me. I'll just say that because the hook itself was just something that inspired what we wrote about or right. i can at least say that if we had chosen a beat we wouldn't have written what we wrote because right. it was definitely inspired by the lyrics of the hook and, yeah. and we just sat and we were like what does this mean to us and you know for me it's like you know you got you got all this stuff going on with what happened in charlottesville and the and the colin kaepernick situation and it just feels like every time there's a movement they got to come and hose it down just like they did in the 60s you know that was their way of dealing with it we're just gonna wash y'all right off the block right. you know it's like you're getting too hot you're too loud you're causing up too much ruckus but right. pull these hoses out on y'all and get you out the way right. and so that for me you know that that's what it was about it's like you know they, they still got you know just putting it putting in place and ended up with a foot in their face like that's that's what it was about um so you know there's there's no real way to to protest to, to protest peacefully 
without without catching that hose, whether it's you know actual have actually happening like with the the pipeline situation, they actually turn the hose on people, right. or or if it's a figurative thing like what what what, what they're doing with cap, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have something, Meeks? Nah, um, just real quick. Speaking on the cap situation, real quick. Like y'all, big football fans, obviously. How does how does that affect your um appreciation and 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 newfound outlook for the NFL? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Speak on that. <laughs> yo, I, yo. I, I, well, first of all, to me, man, Cap is a hero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like. 25, 40 years from now, I'll even go as far as to say, I think that the ramifications of what Colin Kaepernick has done and is doing will outlast the actual NFL itself. Mm. And mm. that that is something that I hope I live to see, you know, because I think it'll be a beautiful thing. Like, you know, we still, we still talk to this day about, you know, like what Muhammad Ali did. And I put it on that same level because once once you're doing what what a brother like that is doing, it's like you're just becoming you're selfless. You know what I'm saying? You you get it. You realize that this is about something bigger than you. It's not just about whether or not he has a job right. in the league. It's about using your platform where you know never in your life will you have this many people with their eyes on you for any reason. Right. And you're using that platform to raise awareness about the thing that you find most important on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then and then putting his money where his mouth is after that. So the, as far as like how exactly. I feel about the yeah. league, I mean, the, the, the league itself has been around for a very long time, you know, mm-hmm. longer than probably any of us. Mm-hmm. And the sport itself is a beautiful thing. Like I love football because of the X's and O's, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the just the strategy of the game itself, the same way somebody might love chess or, or whatever, whatever, you know, brain game you might have. The physicality mm-hmm. of it is one thing, but the actual strategy that's going on between the, the coaching staff is sick too. So mm-hmm. it would be hard for me to say, I'm not going to support the NFL because at the, at the end of the day, there's racism in every sport. And it's not sports fault that this racism exists. This brother was just using his particular sport that he plays as a platform to raise awareness about this particular issue. So I'm not necessarily sure if boycotting the NFL is going to change anything. What's going to change something is us doing something about the actual thing that he's raising awareness for because he's not taking a knee and saying, hey, the NFL is terrible. The NFL is just full of people that don't know how to handle the issue internally and they don't know how to, you know, control it within their their little world that they operate in to make it look good to the people. That that's on them, that's right. on the front office. But, you know, there is racism in, in football and in, you know, that whole hierarchy, but so there is also in baseball and basketball and hockey and soccer and whatever sport you want to bring up. There's racism in every form of business. There's racism in politics. So if we're going to boycott the NFL, then I kind of think you have to boycott everything that makes money off the backs of young black people. Well, mm. and we're going to mm. let that hang right there for a minute. Right. Hold up, hold up. Don't, don't nobody say nothing. Just let that sit there for a minute. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right, we we're go good. Back. Yeah, right, we go back. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Well That's said. It. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, let that hang right there for a yeah, minute, exactly. man. Just marinate for a minute on that. Word. That's some real shit. Southern Vanguard Radio on ESPN. We'll be right back <laughs> in just a moment. No doubt. What you got, homie? So, yo, I, I got a question. <laughs> I, I just, I just want to know why it took so damn long for you guys to get this second record out. I mean, I know that's probably a pretty deep question, but 
I mean, damn, t- twelve Man. years. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know actually. I mean, really, neither one of you are supposed to be here right now, right? Between right. You know, right. So I mean, Amen. speak on that a little bit. Like, but the other side was, did I read some about some possible beef? Like, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't Ooh. know. Maybe we can get into. Yeah, into we can that. talk about all that. Yeah. I mean, you know, there wasn't to me. There wasn't ever actual beef. I just think that, like, man, I I just think that we had something really special going on. And that, that, that thing was myself and act and our DJ facts one, you know what I mean? And it was, it, it was, it was three guys that have like kind of come up together on the Boston scene. Um, facts was always like a great conduit for us to even be heard in this city. Cause he was a, you know, and on, he was a DJ at, uh, W E R S, uh, 88.9, you know, Emerson college radio back when they had 88.9 at night. And, you know, so it's like, it's like, that was our boy. You know, he was a DJ on the scene. He was one of my favorite DJs on air because he, you know, he just his, his sensibilities about the about the culture and about the music were always raw. Um, yeah, and then it's like, and then it's like to see him start to come up as a producer and and, and just get as ill as he got with making beats. It was just kind of mind blowing to see because I mean, like 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 you know, in act, I'm sure you you have your own take on this, but I'm just saying for me, like. To see this guy go from someone that is just a DJ to be to be like okay cool he got an ASRX he's, he's now he's starting to make beats to like mm-hmm. to, to the level that he got to when we were making the the Black Dialogue album back in like '04 where it's like yeah. literally like there was a day that we were gonna have John Cena come through to the lab um, you know because Ack had a, had a friendship with John Cena and and mm-hmm. you know and 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 Cena was gonna come through and, and be on you know, a, a bonus cut that we were doing. Mm. We, so we needed a beat for that. We, we like went to the studio that day and didn't have a beat for that. And we also still needed uh, a beat that could be our album opener. And like, I just feel like within the span of like an hour and a half, Fats just, he made both of the beats, man. Like, like, like you know, yeah. the beat for Let's Move, he made that in like, I don't know, half hour, 40 minutes, just, oh. be, just because we needed it. Like, he was just like, oh, you guys, yeah, right, we need now opener. Like, here, okay, that's done now. Like, we need the track for John Cena. Okay, boom. Yep. Okay, now I'll leave the studio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it just, to, 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 you know what I'm saying? And like, and like the way that we had, so that that's on the creative side. Uh, you, you know, like, 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 and then to see him walk away from our group before we even went on our first tour was very painful hmm. from that standpoint. They'd be like, wait, bro, but you're like at the height of your genius and like what, you don't want to do this anymore. That was tough. But then also the way that we had things set up was kind of like, you know, and act again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, I feel like, you know, act at the time was focused mainly on the artistry of, 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 you know, like, like being in the studio, writing the rhymes, you know, getting ready to do the shows, crushing the stage and all that. Um, I was kind of, uh, you know, also the like administrative brain of, of what was going on. So like, I was kind of like in charge of, uh, you know, in charge of like 
like say like if we wanted to like make new merchandise and stuff like that like i i was kind of like the head of like making sure that all that stuff was going through or if we needed a banner for the stage or uh whatever you know just kind of like 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 kind of always thinking about the administrative things within the group and like almost like kind of co-managing the group to an extent with our manager who we had at the time okay. and then fax was in the middle of where ak and i were so it's just like when i when my plate was full i could pass certain things off to facts and just be like, okay, uh, right. make sure that act knows this, this, and this. And then I could kind of like scurry off and like do like, you know, another handful of items and, and know reliably that like facts was going to pass this info on to act. And we were just a well-oiled machine, right. you know? So like when fact, when facts decided to leave and it was so unexpected and so kind of painful the way it happened, because it originally manifested as him, like not really wanting to be at the studio that much. And just kind of like Ak and I being like, oh, what, like, why, why is brother like? We finally have this opportunity to make a record together. Like, we can't figure out for the life of us why he doesn't want to like be in the studio like as long as many hours as we do and stuff. And then to see him kind of pull the plug, it just it sent us out on the road without. I mean, it's like it's like it's kind of like what I'm looking at now with the Patriots. Like, it's like Julian Edelman gets hurt like right before the season. Uh, and then they have to go out, you know, in the season opener yeah. and just like try to run their offense seamlessly or whatever. And it's just like, you know, there was just a piece missing that I think caused a little tension for the way that Ak and I were relating at the time. And then, and then I just think that me personally, I just, I just kind of like let that, I didn't have enough stick to to just be like, okay, well, this is a rough patch. Let's just like see this thing right. through, you know? Right. And I think that, I was also on the cusp of, uh, you know, whatever I, I, you know, I made a decision to go on then and do the Momega album, which was like, uh, you know, my sophomore solo album, which was like partially produced by LP. And then in the process of touring for that, you know, my tour bus goes off of, a you know, uh, approximately like a 40 foot drop into like a boulder laden ravine. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like, it, I, you know, so after the bus wreck, my mind wasn't even, yeah, I don't know. I don't even really, I can't even account for where I was after that, but it, but it wasn't even in a place that was going to lead me to be able to come back to perceptionist. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. that's kind of my nutshell account of how that went, you know? Right. Okay. And you, I mean, you guys yeah. are solo artists in your own right. Right. I mean, so it's not yeah. like the, 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 you know, you, the, the perceptionist didn't define you. You know, you, you, you guys both had, mm-hmm. you know, careers and music out and, you know, the perceptionist was a, a, a new formation, if you will. So it, it wasn't, um, right. it that wasn't mm-hmm. the group or the entity that you, that, you know, the world largely knew you for either. So, and, and just for the record, right, right. just for the record, let me say that, that after hearing that, what you just, you know, gave us live, I don't, I don't consider mm-hmm. that to be beef either. That just sounds like some real life shit. You know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. You can only deal with as it comes to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Ak, how do you feel though? You know, bro, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's like, you know, did I cover it or you, you know, you have some things you want to ask? Yeah. Well, I mean, just from, from my perspective, I, I would just say that, you know, most, most of that is, is, well, all of it is on point. I mean, there ain't no lies in there. I, I would just say that, you know, it, instead of uh, beef, because I've, I never had no beef with my brothers, man. Like, yeah. I think that there was probably moments of frustration for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think you, I think you covered that when you, when you were saying about how it was like painful for facts to leave the group, but also too, man, when you, when you talk about any group, I think that you're going to have people, you know, developing, evolving and maturing mm-hmm. at different rates. And so, mm-hmm. so to me, I just think that like, you know, 
when you when you think of being like a young a young cat who just falls in love with an art form and something like MCing, you know, we all freestyling and it's just all about the having fun part and it's oh my God, here's this thing I'm good at. I'm gonna just try to keep getting better and have fun with it. Like that definitely was where I was. Mm-hmm. And I think that around the time that, you know, we started doing the perceptionist stuff, like even like the two or three years leading up to it, I just think that like Lyft was probably more uh, just more serious and more into the whole idea of time management leading to success. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where, where for me, it was just like, yo, I, you know, I'm out here writing some raps, doing some shows, having some fun, you know, here and there, I get a little bit of money. This is fun. Like I'm just, right. my whole approach to life was carefree. And that's how I ended up on the surgeon's table. You know what I'm saying? Because I I didn't really give a shit about the consequences of anything. I'm I'm gonna eat these four cheeseburgers oh, and then I'm gonna go rock this show and I'm not gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna smoke five blunts and then I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna do tomorrow. You know what I mean? That shit like, just um, sounds so crazy right there. Like I pardon my laughter on that, but uh that was that was some yeah, real but, shit as well, you know. That's that's what it is. Yeah. We, we do, but we do that because we we see ourselves as invincible while we're still growing. <laughs> but we don't we don't understand that even though we might still be growing, that we can still be damaging ourselves for the actual like accelerated fall once you stop growing. Because right. that's pretty much what happened to me. It's just like once I hit my thirties, everything was just starting to catch up to me, and it was like, okay, dude, like now. It's not, you know, the consequences are not going to be just being chubby. There's going to be way more than it, way more than that that comes your way now. Now let's see you dodge these, you know what I mean? And like somehow, somehow I'm still here, you know, like thankfully, you know, I live, I live in the city that's, we were just talking about this before the interview too, but like I, I live in a city that's, you know, got the best cardiologists and cardiac surgeons in the world. Okay. So when they when they rolled me in and they saw what was wrong with me, it was almost like, oh, no doubt we've been waiting for one of these. Let's let's <laughs> let's get to this. Let's oh, crack shit. them open and make it happen. This yeah. is what we do. MGH, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I, was, I was very lucky to be to, to to be around you know those types of circumstances and those types of people just as just such experts at what they do because you know. There's a lot of other circumstances under which I, I wouldn't or might not have survived that. The the survival rate for aortic dissection is not extremely high. So, Ak, you know was this mean? um was it was yeah. this all due to a, a high blood pressure or cholesterol thing or like like what 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 what? Can yeah, you, like okay. mo- mostly mostly high blood pressure. I would okay. I would say, um, in, in, in fact, that that's basically like what that was definitely the main focus of all my treatment. Um, afterwards and even leading up to the, the aortic dissection. It was all based around high blood pressure. I remember going to a doctor for for something unrelated like earlier in life and I remember that doctor being like, yo, he checked my blood pressure. He's like, yo, you know, his blood pressure is too high, man. It's like, he was like, it may not seem like a big deal now and it may not do nothing to you now but you know five eight years from now man that you can't walk around with that that's gonna you could have a heart attack or something right and I, those those words just like always kind of stuck with me once i woke up in the hospital that day you know with my chest in two pieces like oh shit right like yo that 
like when people are warning you, you might want to actually take heed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so, and so from, from, from that day, from that day, I've, I've changed a lot of things about the way I live. You know what I mean? And as, as my lady passes me a bowl of oatmeal right now, <laughs> you know, wow. you know what I'm cue. saying? Like that, that's, that's the type of shit that I'm on now. On cue. Right. On cue. It ain't, it ain't no, it ain't a plate of wings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. All right, dope. So, I mean, when, when did you guys start kicking around the idea of getting back together again? I, I saw an article on Hip Hop DX that talked about, you know, Fife's passing. But, uh, mm. I mean, Liv, based on what you said earlier, it kind of sounds like you guys were maybe kicking it around maybe prior to that. But but Fife's passing might have kind of uh, cemented it or accelerated it maybe a bit. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember having conversations with Ak in like 09 about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Ak, I, I, like, I just remember vividly, like, like sitting, like, I was still living in Philly, sitting on the couch, you know, in the living room, having a conversation with you about perception. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you know, the, the, those conversations, they were, they were, they were going on and like, you know, demos, demos were being made from time to time, you know? Uh, oh, okay. It's just, yeah, yeah. Demos were being made. Uh, in fact, yeah, we were doing like, stuff. Yeah, we were definitely doing stuff. And, and I think, I mean, if I'm correct, I, I think Dirty Drums might be the oldest song on the record. Yeah, I, yeah we recorded that in, like, 2013. Like, we recorded oh, okay. those oh. vocals, I believe. Yeah, we, yeah. Went on, we went on tour a couple of times. Like, we went to Europe with that OG and, and performed on stage together, like, for a full set as perceptionists. We yeah. for that whole tour and stuff like that. But I, I would also like to say I was doing, like, a... Um, just like a purge of, of my Gmail account because it was like 99% full. You know, Google's like, yo, we're going to send spies to your house if you don't clean out your shit. Right. So I, I'm, like, I'm, like, working on, I'm like working on trying to get that get that number down. And I saw a bunch of emails from 2010 from oh. Wiff. Oh, shit. And a lot of the emails were him sending me beats like, yo, check these beats out. What do you think about these? Or here's a song I started working on. And yo, a lot of that shit I didn't reply to. And mm. 2010 was the year leading up to the surgery that I had, and I uh-huh. I was just in a really really dark place at that time. Gotcha. I had I had I had had a lot of success off of my deal with Fat Beats and the Absolute Value record. You know they they put a lot of work into that record, and I got to work with a lot of a lot of my favorite artists and shit like that. And tour, you know, I toured Brazil, I toured Australia with Already Rugged Man. I was going all over the place. But for whatever reason, by 2010, I had reached this kind of just dark place. And like, so even something that seems like now to me, I'm like, damn, this is what, what was I doing? What was I doing? Not responding to, to Lyft at this right. time. You know what I mean? It didn't have anything to do with how I felt about Lyft. It was just where I was, I, I guess, mentally at the time. Cause I can't even really think back that far and, and put my finger on specifically what the issue was that, summer or that fall or whatever it was but like now i'm looking at that like damn like you know that just must not have it wasn't time for that yet Mm. you know what i'm saying because it's like i don't know you you know you can look at shit however you want but like what if i had responded at that time and then you know we tried to put that album out right around the time where I had the aortic dissection and that could have just like fucked that whole project up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or I, I could have been somewhere other than in my apartment, which is exactly where I needed to be when it happened. Like, mm. 
you, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways certain scenarios could pan out. So yeah. I think that everything has happened the way it's needed to be. And even things that have happened since then, just, it just always seems, that's why like on that line of resolution, I'm like, you know, every time I fell, I landed in God's arms. Cause I, I feel like that's how my life has been. Like every time something happens, I'm right where I need to be and right around who I need to be around. So I'm just going to keep going with that streak and just going with my gut and doing things when they seem like it's the time to do it. And this has just seemed like it's been the time to do it. And now actually being about to like go and, and take this show on the road and have a project that we feel so great about. It's just like, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just glad to be around and do it. Yeah, not to mention the climate of the world today is perfect for a perceptionist return, man. I mean, God, the timing could not be any better. I mean, even on something that kind of, you know, somewhat superficial, I mean, what, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, what, what a hell of a time for you guys to, you know, drop a record with, you know, everything that's going on in the world today, man. It's, it's definitely needed. We're glad to see you guys back. Thanks for acknowledging that, man. We definitely have heard people say, you know, over the last couple of, you know, especially the last several months, like, this is the time, like, we need y'all right now. Right. And so people have been, like, really happy to hear that we actually did get together and did make another album. And guess what? It's out. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. You can yeah. pre-order the CD right now. You can download it digitally. Like, we have we have been seeing that response. People been happy. And now, you know, we just want to make sure that the message gets out to as many people as possible, which is why we thank guys like U.S. Southern Vanguard Radio for you know, yeah. giving us a platform to come out here and speak to give people a better idea of who we are as people and artists and playing our music. It's dope, man. And, and we just want to continue to spread the word. Yeah. Now, yeah. this this mm. interview right here uh, is partly full circle, man. And I'd I like to take a moment to say, you know, this at least this at least we could do. I was real excited to talk to y'all tonight because, you know, how else could I repay somebody like Mr. Liff when he bought my, my vinyl right there on the floor at Fat Beats oh so many years ago. So what? I don't think I've heard I, this story. Yeah, that's my man hold right on. there. You know what I'm saying? And no, no, no. I, no hold on, hold on, hold on. You officially, no, nah, it's, it's a, a cappuccino takeover you right gotta, now. You gotta I'm tell the story. I'm officially taking over this interview right now to thank Mr. Liff for that. That was a major time in my life. And it kind of let me know that, hey man, I can, I can, I can get up off this vinyl now. Unfortunately, I got boxes of that mm. shit in my garage. But <laughs> at that moment, at that moment, I felt like I could do anything. You know what I'm saying? I had a crispy, yeah, my, my pleasure, brother. Man, you know, he this, put this a, a crispy thing, ten dollar bill in my hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the middle yeah, of fucking brother. New York, you know what I'm saying? You know how big that is. I have not heard this story. Yeah, man, that was a uh, tell I think the story. That was 2000 CMJ. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. You know this this this, this thing. I heard someone say recently, like I, I'm probably gonna botch this theory, but someone basically said to me, like, if I can nutshell it, that like you know, like money is. Uh, you know, one of the ways that you could look at it being called currency is because, like, there's an, there's an, it can carry energy. There, you know, like you no can, question. you know, right. depending on what you decide to support, you can actually energize something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I like and, that. Yeah, man, and and I'm really glad that you know, because man, I, I know that feeling too, man. Like, like I, I still feel it. Like, you know, you, you look over at the merch table after a gig, and, and there's people popping, that are over right? there, like, you yeah. know, supporting your project, yeah. man, and. So I'm really glad that uh that 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 um 
that 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 my support of your project, you know, gave you, <laughs> Yo, gave that, you was, that energy. That was that was a highlight really, of that trip uh, for me, my man. Pleasure, man. Highlight of my tr- highlight yeah, of my trip, true. man. Like we and we had some good times that year at CMJ because um, we had we had been grinding and uh, it ended up, you know, we we got a chance to like really be showcased that year. And but I, I never forget, I never forget that lift. That was like an ultimate interaction with 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 a like minded individual. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was big for me. Word, that's dope. Oh man, well, my pleasure, brother. Yeah. I'm very glad, man. Yeah, yeah. It's important for artists to support other artists, man. No really question. Is. Hey, hey, Lyft, So real, real quick, you 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 got into some interesting things like uh, over, over the past couple of years. Like, can you you speak real quick on? kind of venturing out and doing things with Thievery Corporation and like the project you did with LaRange and like, well, how, how did right. you find yourself in those, I guess, uh, presented with those opportunities, well, especially Thievery Corporation? Well, you know, it's interesting, man, to, because this, this kind of like causes us to pick up with what I, where I kind of left things off after, after just saying like after the bus accident, like I, I can't really even account for where, for where I was mentally because I mean, what ended up happening was that after the after the tour bus accident, I didn't re-sign with Def Jokes because I felt that like I don't know, I just I just felt like I didn't know how to make records for them anymore. It was just right. I was just in a weird place, you know. I I was in a weird place, and I, I love that label. You know, I love LP. That's my that's my guy. He's done so much for my career. We just I just couldn't find my way back to it in this weird way. And okay. and what ended up happening was that like I kind of went on this multi-year excursion where i don't i don't know man i wasn't really tied down to any one place in particular um you know like uh i mean sure i had my place in philadelphia at the time but i I really ended up kind of just roaming the earth and um and like some of that time like i spent like i remember like in 2010 i ended up kind of going to the west coast and um and, 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 and like working with this like Balkan brass band. So there was like a period of time in like 2010 and 2011 where I was like living like in the hills of like <laughs> Berkeley, California with like this Balkan brass band and just like learning about like Eastern European, uh, European culture and like cutting a record with those guys. Okay. And, um, and, and, and then, and then awesome. it was just like, and then like, I don't know, man, life is just, life really is just kind of mystic how things come together because, um, during my time living in Philly, I worked, uh, worked uh, with this photographer named Dominic Savini, um, very very talented photographer. He actually did the cover of the Res- you know he took the photo that's the cover of the Resolution album, and he also did the cover of the Don't Look Down album. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, but but you know it, it just so happened that like one night in 2009, Dom was out someplace like at a bar, and Eric Hilton, uh, who's one of the, the founders of Thievery Corporation, was there. And they end up just shooting the shit. And then Dom is just like, yo, he's like, you know what? You guys should work with Mr. Wiss. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, I can imagine, or actually I know for a fact, conversations like this happen between people all the time. Like you, 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 you're out, you meet someone, they make some sort of a suggestion, like, oh, that sounds cool. And then you don't follow through with it or whatever. Right. But then, you know, Eric Hilton actually, he called me like the next day and was like, hey, uh, you know, I want you to come to DC and 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 uh, and and make a, make a record for the uh, new Thievery Corporation album. And so, on February first of 2010, I went to DC, and that was when we began the process of creating the song that came to be uh, called uh, Culture Affair. And then, um, 
I went through like a six month period of time after we recorded the song where I, where I actually thought that they weren't interested in the song at all. Cause I did not hear from them. Mm. Um, and mm. then, and then they hit me up at random one day. They were like, yo, uh, we need you to come to DC for rehearsals. Uh, the song we made is the title track of our new album oh. and uh, we want to bring you on tour. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it literally was just, it was that random, man. It was like literally like my boy who, who, uh, who, who was my photographer in Philly, just like, you know, shooting the shit with Eric Hilton one night, re- recommending me as someone that they should work with, uh, you know, and then Eric bringing me in to record and, despite me thinking that maybe they weren't so into the song, they named it, you know, they, they made, uh, made it the title track of their, their album. So in 2011, uh, the culture of fair album dropped and I've been touring with Thievery, you know, ever since then. Dope. That's dope, man. That's yeah. a dope lane to be in, man. Hell just something, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. still, still in your lane, but, uh, you know, just expanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, you know, Ak and I were talking about this uh, a couple of days ago. It just, it just gave me uh, a chance to, relieve the pressure from my solo career. You know what I'm saying? At at the time when this came through, it just like, it gave me a chance to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe right now I just don't need to stress out the fact that I am just on this kind of like weird musical journey where I'm just trying all different types of things. And I don't seem to have much direction and I'm not particularly focused, uh, you know, uh, and, and I can just, you know, maybe this is just a time of like cultural intake where I'm just supposed to like, be right. off in left field, just being a musician, no matter what form that takes. Right. Um, and, and it's been really refreshing because it's allowed me to like r- really think back into my lane as, as an independent artist. And, and, um, and now the amount of energy that, that I have uh, for doing this, for, you know, creating records like, like resolution and, and stuff like don't look down or like, uh, you know, the stuff, the, the album with LaRange, like that, that the energy is wide open uh, to, to, to make those types of projects. Right. Right. That's dope, man. You know? uh, yeah, I'm glad to see. Um, I was glad to see that. Like, I I kind of felt like you were just trying to find your way, like over the past probably three or four years, just with you know mm-hmm. the various projects that you were on. It's kind of and to see you kind of come out the other end, and you know, on you know with this Perceptionist records, dope. So, kudos cool, to you, man. Brother. Cool, Yo, Ak. So I got Thank we got, you, we, we, got we got one more question. We're gonna wrap this up, but Ak, I have to ask you about one of my favorite joints. I guess from 2016. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like we were playing okay. it th- this year too, Meeks. Mm. But uh, anyone that I speak to that had a hand in this record, I have to talk about it. And that that record is Plain Gang from mm-hmm. Rex, uh, the greatest oh, the greatest yeah, XLP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> so we interviewed Audible Doctor. Uh, about what Meeks probably four or five months ago now, I Something guess. Something like that, yeah. So, um, you know, I I I I, uh, I showered him with endless praises uh, <laughs> uh, on, on that yeah. record, and I'll do the same for you, man. I don't know what about that record hit me so hard, dude, but I think I listened to that record at least twenty times in a row yeah. every, every morning for I don't know at least a month. I mean, is was that no doubt? What was that? Um, uh, you know, I almost don't want to hear the story about how that record came together because you know, <laughs> pe- 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 you know, it kind of ruins the, uh, the 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 mystique. You know, when you love something so much, but I mean, yeah. You, you, well, you have any backstory that on I, that I, joint? I Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you have a backstory on that record or? Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't I don't think the backstory of that record will ruin it for you, man, because it's okay. not it's not very different from what you were just saying about how it hit you. Like 
I remember being, I was on tour with, with these fellas. Um, all four of us were on tour together and we were touring Europe and we were in Germany somewhere. And, you know, I, I, I never like pinpointed exactly where we were or like when exactly it was. Cause you know, it's just one of those things. It's just something that happened one day, but we were with the snow goons and I just remember sitting in, in the lab or sitting, not even in the lab. We were just in like, uh, one of DJ illegals, uh, friend's crib or something like that. And that's when Rick, uh, Rex was just like, yo, I'm, I'm going to throw this beat on. I want y'all to check it out. Cause I, I want, I want to do this record for my album, audible doctor beat. And like, literally that shit came on. And it was like, there, there must've been like seven or eight of us in the house. And it was like for the next 30 to 40 minutes, the only words that came out of anybody's mouth was, yo, this shit is dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just heads nodding. Everybody just got out there writing implements right away. And before you knew it, everybody was just trying to outdo each other with the bars, man. We, we had just so much fun that that track is so hypnotic. And I'm so happy for Rex that, that you know, he, he got that record for his album because we all wanted it. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, once, once we heard it. But, yeah, that, that beat is smooth. And, and that's definitely one of my favorite collabos. And then to have it to have it be with, you know, my boys from the home team, man, it was definitely a special thing. And I'm, I'm glad that it got out there. I'm glad that a lot of people heard it and a lot of people loved the record because I definitely think it's fire, too. So you guys actually, everyone that was on that record actually was in the same room and wrote wrote at the same time to the record? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That kind rare. of surprised me. Yeah, we, we, were all, we were all together. I think Rex was the only one who had heard the beat before. Right. But then he, you know, he played it for us and we were all together because, like I said, we were on tour together. Yeah. So it just, it just so worked out. I don't even know. Maybe that might have even been the first time Rex heard it because maybe Audible oh. Doctor sent him the beat just while we were on the road, and he was just like, "Oh, yo, this is the one." Okay. Um, but yeah, but either way, like, yeah, right there. I, I remember Ooh. that moment yeah. of just kind of like looking at Term and being like, "Oh shit, yeah, right. <laughs> this is crazy." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And we were all just trying to figure out like, what the hell is this? Like, where are these sounds coming from? You know what I mean? He, yo, know, yeah, AD killed that. Definitely. Right. Well, I'm very happy to hear that because I, yeah. I, I I was I was expecting to get the um everyone you know mailed in there or you know MP3 or whatever they they all did it over nah. the internet <laughs> and uh, you know in, in my head I had this vision of you know maybe not Audible being there but I had this vision of Rex and Ack and Ed and Term and everybody yeah, on nah, the record being we, in we one room bugging out that's dope. Yeah. If, I'm, right. if I'm not mistaken, that whole jam got recorded before the tour was over. Oh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty dope. sure. I mean, nice. you know, my memory could fail me. You might ask one of them and they might tell you some slight variation yeah. on it. But I'm pretty sure we were all in the same lab, same booth doing that one. Dope. All right. Playing gang for real. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the whole point. That's what, like, really makes me remember it like that. Because that's why we called it playing gang. It's like we were on this tour together. And a lot of the shows, we were flying from show to show. So that just kind of became the thing. We were just like, yeah, playing gang. You know uh, what I mean? Then it became a hashtag. Then we were talking yeah. about that actually being the name of the group. We're like, we need to make an album together right. and call it playing gang. You know? So, Hell yeah. So yeah, it was all about that. Yeah, so, y'all need to make that happen. I still say Rex fucked up not making that a single. But, you know, whatever. I, I guess I'll, you know, if I ever see him, I, I you guys could still drop a single for that joint as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't yeah. know. 
Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, it ain't it ain't done till you stop pushing it. Oh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna play it tonight. It's gonna be a part of the perceptionist Mr. Lift acrobatic set. Oh, tonight. no we're, doubt. We're gonna rock yeah. it. <laughs> but, but I mean, as an artist, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the track ain't done till you stop pushing it. You no, know, yeah, there's exactly. people that that there's always a reason. Like, what what's uh they had the um. Oh man, I don't want to misquote this, but the, the joint Rocky like a hurricane, like that started getting pushed again because the, the hurricane season was hitting hard and like that you song started it. getting played and like to- <laughs> totally clips to the heart. Right, right, I, right. But like shot up to like number one on the billboard <laughs> the day that the eclipse happened. You yeah, know what I mean? Crazy. So there's always, you can always find a reason to, to get a jam out there, yeah, man. Word. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, man, we've <laughs> taken enough of your guys' time. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I really don't know what else to say other than, uh, you know, if you guys could let everyone know where they can go to support the record, uh, where they can find out about where you guys are on tour, your socials, all that good stuff. That'd be great. And we'll just wrap it up like that. No doubt. Well, for me, it's real easy. I'm, I'm at Acrobatic MC. That's A to the K, A-K-R-O. So it's A-K-R-O-B-A-T-I-K-M-C, Acrobatic MC. And that's, you know, all, all of the major... Uh, social media where you go to Prime Music, you can find me there, SoundCloud and all that stuff. And uh, I think Lyft probably knows all the all the spots where you can actually get the record. Oh, Dan, I was hoping you were going to run those down. But yeah, and, and my social media is uh, okay. the real Miss. Sorry, at the real Mister Lyft. Um, you know, so, so definitely that, like, that's my IG and my Twitter at the real Mr. Liff. And, uh, then I think it's like facebook.com slash Mr. Liff. Um, you know, cats want to find me on Facebook, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, I think if you go to mellowmusicgroup.com and, uh, you know, um, you will see the record, I think showcase right there on the front page, but, you know, you can definitely find it if you, you know, if you look up uh, Mr. Lip and Acrobatic, the perceptionist, uh, you'll, you'll be able to find us, you know, on sound, um, sorry, on uh, iTunes, on, um, on Spotify, uh, you know, we, it, the, the records, it's available everywhere, man. It's like yeah. on, you know, it's like on Amazon. It, it's everywhere. really everywhere. Like Google play, gotcha. um, you know, and, and I think if you type in the perceptionist, sometimes it will yield it. But I think that the surefire way is to type in like Mr. Lip and Acrobatic, resolution mm-hmm. and, and it mm-hmm. should come up on every platform and you should be able to find it with ease okay and, cool. and if i could just say one last thing man to the people of atlanta you know what i'm saying because they've been so supportive to us over the years also mm-hmm. i just want to say that no matter how bad things get no matter how bad things look <laughs> even if it's you know 28 to 3 with two minutes left in the third quarter all yes, you have to do is just close your eyes and think real hard and say these two words tom brady <laughs> and everything will be fun <laughs> Let the shit talker begin. Yeah, we can't. Everything let... was so yo. good. <laughs> oh, hell oh, no. So brutal. <laughs> Yeah, you know why I did that? Because you know, I went on DJ Premier show after the Giants beat us in the Super Bowl, and he played me like replays of the audio clips that I like. I just needed to get somebody back. Yeah, I ain't think Primo had that in him, man. I don't, I don't believe you on that. Primo didn't do that to you, man. Don't don't do that, brother, like that, man. He ain't petty like that, man. <laughs> Oh shit! Yo, my bad. It's, it's all love, man. It's all, <laughs> all love. love. All love. Shout out to Premier, man. Chip. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's Tell classic. Me unnecessary roughness, man. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a perfect way to end this shit right now. <laughs> Yo, 
Oh my God, I'm like, yo, you're supposed to be hyping me up, bro. You're supposed to say good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to say good shit, like an ICI. Yeah, oh, that was great. Oh, man. Thank you. What my partner in rhyme here has said. We, we really appreciate the time and the support that, is true. that you guys have given <laughs> our album, and we, we really enjoyed speaking with you. And, Absolutely, um, man. Yeah, Good man. damage so control. Good this damage control, really nice help. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> now, nah, I was saying that was some good damage control right there. Try to reel them back in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, let's, let's good at that, man. Let's good at making sure things don't get too out of hand when I, when I fly off the handle. You, you got to have that for sure. <laughs> yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? Yin and yang. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Atlanta, are you guys going to make it down here on the tour or or, or, or no? Are Anytime soon. East Coast dates? Like, is there anywhere close yeah, to... Yeah, we're doing, we're doing a... We're doing an East Coast and Midwest run in January, February. So okay. I'm almost positive that Atlanta will be part of that. The only way it won't is if y'all won't have us for right. some reason. I don't know what that would be. Nah, but I'll be as long as y'all have us. Nah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's it. Well, we were. We that part out to make sure we can get a show on the tour. <laughs> yeah. I understand. It's, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, uh, J- January, man, got, February, that, that'll give us enough time to forget about all that shit you were just talking, so you'll be all right. <laughs> well, not really, because by then, by then we should be winning another oh, one. Oh, here we so go. Oh, here we guys. go. All right. Again, yeah, again. Just, just stop, homie. Just, you keep that throwing that them, them lobs, man. Tomatoes to throw at our <laughs> Damn. Uh, I know, man. I got, yo, I got to chill, man. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. You just keep throwing them lobs, like man. That. Don't throw him another lob, man. He waiting. He waited. Yeah, yeah, because you see, right? You see, I'm over here. Y'all, yeah. sent, me, y'all sent us Dominique Wilkins, so I know how to catch the alley you. I know what to do with Oh, my God. And oh, on man. that I'm note, going, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, yo, as a matter of fact, didn't the Atlanta Braves start off as the Boston Braves? Uh, oh, hell no. Yeah. You ain't taking it back like this, bro, bro. But, but they did. That's, that's the original yeah, Boston team. Yeah, they so were. All those yeah. World Series, y'all won? Yo, I just want to say thanks for having us. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are definitely look, look. Y'all are good brothers, man. I'm sorry for unloading like that, man. It's not even no, like no, that. Good. You know, I'm hyped up because like we got the tour starting. You're this good. Week. I love I it. I love bring it. it. Back to where it needs to be. Thank you, gentlemen, for having us on Absolutely. the show tonight. <laughs> Damage control. We appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate Word. you. Word. We appreciate y'all and more, on top man. Of that, we, we we love the spirit, the independent spirit that y'all are exuding by doing your own damn thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yes, and and, and then reaching out to support other independent artists like ourselves, man. Because like I said, you know, earlier in our conversation, man, artists got to support each other, man. No so doubt. Deep appreciation for what y'all are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you. you know. We had to do it and we got to yeah. do it. Yeah, thank you, man. So that's what and it real, is. Real quick, P- Peace to Sharif. We're going to keep doing it too, man. No yeah, doubt. Word up. No mm-hmm. doubt. Peace to Sharif from Blackfist Radio. Sharif, for, what up? For making this happen. Hell that's, yeah. That's my homie from Kentucky right There's there. There's a lot of emails that, that, that took place to make absolutely. this happen tonight. Yeah, so we thankful. <laughs> yeah, P- peace to Mike from Mellow Music Group. Peace uh, to Mike. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Hell yeah. Uh, thank y'all mm-hmm. for making this happen. We appreciate y'all. Be good, fellas, man. We love Yo, y'all, man. Our pleasure, fellas. Man, yeah. keep pushing yeah, that record, pleasure, man. Y'all, y'all be good. Be safe out there in the world, man. And, you know, uh, yeah, I guess. Hopefully we'll talk. Yeah. I yeah, love we'll, it. We'll talk okay, soon. Fellas, all right. Thank yeah. you, man. Y'all be God good. Bless. Yeah. All right. All keep right, all man. that in there. <laughs> oh, man. Good God almighty. That's special right there. 
That is special. <laughs> we always seem to bring it out of people, Meeks, one way or another. You hey, know? man, let me just it say always that gets the, lively. the the beef thing was a bit harsh. I didn't get to I didn't get to pull back on that, but I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not a sensationalist. <laughs> Let me just say that I I I felt the 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 fight thing the fight quote, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, that took yeah, you there. All it, right, it, it made me think that All there right. was something there. But just well, you always out. say you always say that I tee you up for that shit. So well, maybe not maybe, only maybe that, I did that indirectly. Not only that, but I know how that group shit works. Yeah, so exa- yeah I, exactly. You know what I mean? So no yeah, doubt. yeah, Word. yeah, yeah. All there right. was only one prophetic album. That's right. <laughs> so there was an EP before though. Uh, it's all right, man. That Prophetics album was jamming this week, too. Yo. I was bumping it. Anyway, that's a whole hey. other thing. All right. Southern Vanguard mm-hmm. Radio. Don't you ever the, forget the it, The Perceptionist, <laughs> Mr. Lift, Acrobatic, Mellow Music Group, Resolution is in stores now. Go catch them on tour if you're in the middle of Montana or if you're in California in a, in a, in a week or so. Nevada, Utah. Nevada, Utah. Exactly. Go all check them out. Yeah. Uh, go support them. Please buy something. Buy it. And then if your data plan can support it, please stream it. Yeah. All right? Southern Vanguard Radio, twice a week meets, twice a week, though. And we out. We out. Peace, Peace, y'all.